Happy Tuesday, everyone. May 3rd, 2022, and welcome to episode number 306 of the study session. It's that time of year, not just for the draft, but my seasonal allergies are back in effect. So if I am sounding more froggy than usual, you know why. So bear with me. Today, session. DeMarvin Leal, defensive lineman out of Texas A&M. Going to talk about this Steelers draft selection on the show, what it means for the team. But before we do that, as always, want to take a moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter, listener, and reader of the Still Study. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And you can also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Every Saturday, I do the Steelers Saturday Mailbag, in which I do just that. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. You drive the content. You make it happen. So let's connect. And also, please be reminded of the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. We're going to be recording this week to recap the draft. Jim is super knowledgeable and insightful about your Pittsburgh Steelers. You don't want to miss it. It is linked in the show notes. All right, so studyings. We already talked Kenny Pickett. We already talked George Pickens. And with... The third round selection, the Steelers finally go to the defensive side of the ball with a defensive lineman out of Texas A&M, DeMarvin Leal. So let's get into this pick. And we'll start with the positive here. Leal has some athleticism, some burst. He was talked about as being a first-round pick prior to this college football season, that he had a lot of upside. If you read the profile that I put together on Leal, he was, I think, a five-star recruit like Miles Garrett at Texas A&M. And there's a lot to work with there with this guy. He's got a high motor, plays with a lot of intensity, is relentless, doesn't quit on the play. And that effort oftentimes results in plays being made on defense. Right now, as a player, he is a better pass rusher than he is a run defender. And he's got a lot of room to grow. He's got a lot of potential. The biggest drawbacks with Leal, and really this is typical and common for first-year defensive linemen, is he's not big enough yet. 6'3", 283. He's got to fill out his frame in order to be able to bolster that defensive line. And it's all well too documented last year what happened with the Steelers run defense that defensive line 
was a sieve. They hemorrhaged rushing yards. And Liao's not going to be ready in year one to be a major contributor on the defensive line. He's just not. He's got to get his weight up. He's got to get up to about 315. That's going to take some time to do that healthfully. And to do that in a way where the weight is sustainable. So, truly, he's about a year away from really seeing what type of prospect he is and what he can truly do on this defense. He'll get some snaps this year, but it's going to be situationally. Look for maybe five to seven snaps, and he's going to be more of a defensive end. They call him a tweener because he's really really not doesn't fit the mold for either nose or DN, but he does have the versatility to move up and down the defensive line to play all those positions, but he's projected as more of a defensive end. So again, you can expect maybe five to seven snaps from him this year. He is not going to start. If he is a starter this year, then something has gone terribly wrong on this defense, but he is insurance in the event that Stefan Tuitt doesn't return or, let's say, plays this season and isn't back next season. He's, I don't want to call him a developmental prospect because they took him early in this draft. The third rounder is pretty high and there's going to be high expectations for him, but it is a pick with an eye to the future. Because, let's face it, Cameron Hayward isn't getting any younger. He is still playing at a high level, but we don't know how many years that he has left before his play begins to decline. It's a natural part of the game. It happens to all the greats. It happens to every NFL football player. It's going to happen at some point. We don't know how soon. So, Leal is insurance for when that happens. They're going to get his development started. What does it mean for... This group of defensive linemen this year, well, it kind of is a crowded room. Really, when you look at it, it knows you have Alualu. You're going to have Montrevious Adams. Obviously, you have Hayward. We hope that Tuit is back. Chris Wormley. Henry Mondeau. Isaiah Loudermilk. So it's a pretty full room. It's probably going to push somebody off the back end of that depth chart. And it's probably going to be Henry Mondo. Maybe they could stash him on the practice squad. I still think he has practice squad eligibility left. But there will be some subsequent move whenever they begin roster cutdowns to make sure that Leal has a place on this roster. They're not cutting a third-round pick. So, again, this selection was a step toward the future. Some succession planning. And hopefully he can grow and develop into a quality defensive lineman who can contribute for this team. Again, that's the hope for all of these guys. 
And it will be fun to see him in the upcoming mini camps, OTAs, training camp, to see what he could do because he does flash a bit on film. People will point to a few of the games he played this year against top-end talent at tackle, guys like Charles Cross and others who went high in the first round and how he disappeared in games. But just remember, he's a young guy who has room to develop like all these players. So we'll see what he is able to contribute. But third-round pick, defensive end, DeMar- DeMarvin Leal out of Texas A&M. In other news, really quickly here, the Steelers did not pick up the fifth-year option on Devin Bush. So he is going to be entering the final year of his contract. And he's in a position where he's got to he's got to put up or shut up. He's essentially playing for a contract. So there is a lot of pressure on him to produce. And the benefits for him, not only is it going to benefit this team and this defense, but if he plays well, then he's just enhanced his market, not just in Pittsburgh, but for other suitors. So he has a lot riding on the season to produce, to perform, because he does not have a contract after this season. So financially, for his future, he is definitely going to be motivated. And there have been some videos out there posted of Bush working out. That's all well and good. I mean, what he can't really glean anything from that. He's putting the work in. Great. So is every other NFL player. But I'm hoping that he is healthy, truly healthy this year, has a successful season, and can solidify the interior of that defense. Remember, we're doing double shots here as we're working through all these players that the Steelers picked up as either draft picks or undrafted rookie free agents. The team also announced its list of players they invited in for rookie minicamp tryouts. So I'll have a little bit of an overview of those guys as well. But that's going to do it. And studying! Studying, 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 studying. My gratitude to you for being supporters of the Still Study, for listening, reading, and sharing. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. Would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles. Hit me up via email, buzzstillstudy at gmail.com. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Check out the podcast that I do at Wexel. It is linked in the show notes. And remember, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everyone. Make it a great Tuesday.